Listeners, welcome, welcome to a new week at Read Me Romance. We have Angelina Lopez with Touch Me, and we are so excited to have her with us. I am especially excited because the reason she is with us on the podcast is because of our amazing admin, Carla. She, Carla Peterson, she recommended Angelina to us when I reached out to Carla earlier in the year, and I was like, hey, we would love to have more diverse voices, and Carla just reads everything. She's the one that has recommended so many fantastic books to me. She um, does reviews for Lit Buzz. So she's all the time getting these great new romances and she'll just be like, here, you've got to read this. Like there was a lot like Ola by Alexis Daria. And so like there, there were tons of books that she's recommended to me. So I reached out to Carla and I was like, hey, do you know anybody that you think might want to do the podcast? And she sent us Angelina Lopez, and she was like, it would be amazing if she did. I love her books. So that's why she's with us. So I'm super excited to have her. Yep. So we're going to talk about Angelina Lopez and Touch Me and all her good stuff in just a few minutes. So, but first, we're going to catch up a little bit. So, what did you have to say? You were like, I'm coming in hot with something. Because, yeah, you were loading stuff up and going over emails, and I was just kind of scrolling through uh, Reddit, and a picture of Denise Richards popped up. Okay. Who Charlie I loved Sheen. on The Housewives. Oh, was she she was Charlie Sheen's wife, right? Yeah. Denise she had, okay, okay. They had two daughters together, uh-huh. I believe. She left him when she was like nine months pregnant. Not only did she leave him when he got with his next wife who got pregnant with twins and they had the twins and then they went on these drug binge, Denise mm-hmm. Richards took his children in. What? She took the oh twins in Why the wife and he, him went to rehab. Oh my God. I did not know that. That's insane. I just remember when she left him, when she was pregnant, I was thinking things must be real bad. If you're super pregnant and you're like, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. But I just thought that was, I've always remembered that about her, that she took his twin kids in from another woman after they got divorced. For while they got through rehab and stuff. I was like, that's wow. that's such that's says such great things about you. Yeah, it's a testament to her, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. she got fucked over on Housewives and that pissed me off. But anyway. <laughs> what housewives was she on? She was on Beverly Hills for a uh, season. That and makes sense. Quick a quick note of what happened was she hooked up with one of the women and one of the women kissed and told and Denise lied about it. She said, no, that never happened, which maybe it didn't. We're never really sure because Denise and everybody, even production, thought everybody was going to be mad at uh-huh. Denise for lying yeah. when the cast went the other way. They were yeah. mad that she was outed. Yeah, no shit. That's fucked up. That somebody was they were like, you told her sexual business. Then you guys tried to slut shame her. It was crazy because oh, you shit. could tell how production set up the show. Uh-huh. They thought that the audience was going to go for Denise. And nope. they didn't. <laughs> and it was well, amazing. But anyway, <laughs> she didn't come back the next season. I don't blame her. <laughs> a few weeks ago, there was a story that her daughter got mad and left her house and went to go move in with Charlie Sheen. She's 18. But then mm-hmm. now she's back with Denise. And Charlie Sheen is mad because her daughter c- 
created an OnlyFans. Is it OnlyFans or fans only? I don't know. Either one. One of the OnlyFans. Got yeah. really mad that she created one and Denise was in support of it. Yeah. And Denise's comment kind of like was like, oh my God. She's like, all these companies like Instagram and Facebook are making all this money off these beautiful women. Mm-hmm. Why would you put one image on there? It should be, you should be getting paid for all of them. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, that's so true. There shouldn't be Instagram model. Their asses should all be on OnlyFans. <laughs> it's true. Getting paid. My feet like, are pretty money, in money. And when she said it like that, I was like, all right, I get it. All right. I like I'm that. Like, okay. <laughs> But I, I just thought it. that that was an interesting way to look at it. You know, everybody mm-hmm. just considers it. It's got to be sex. It's got to be sex. It doesn't have to be all no. sexual on there. Mm-hmm. It's but amazing what people are willing to pay for. It is. It is. Um, I started Duolingo. Have you heard of this app? This like, it's how to learn a foreign language. It's an app. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's been fantastic. The big thing on it is you keep, you don't want to lose your streak. So it's to see how many days in a row you can do it, which I think you would love because it's like that competition to see how many days in a row you could get without missing yeah. one. But I chose Spanish. My daughter actually chose German for some reason. She just wanted to learn something fun, I guess. But I don't know. She's on it. But I'm going to Mexico later this year for LB's 40th birthday. That's what she wanted to do. So we have a big plan to do that in September. So my husband speaks Spanish and anytime we've gone to a Spanish speaking country, he's always been able to get by and I've just kind of relied on that and he'll be with me in September when we go. But I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm of the age, I'm aware enough of the world. I should make an effort, you know, to learn more. I shouldn't just let him translate. I should, you know, why not? Why can't I do it too? You know? So I've been doing it and I've got like, you know, I think I'm close to like a three week streak, which doesn't feel like a lot, but it actually has been really good. You know, I'm surprised how much I remember and how well, like, it's very easy because they show you pictures, they say it out loud, and then you just pick the thing on the screen. And it's really like, almost like you're you're a kid and you're taking this thing. So it's really dumbed down, I guess, for people who have a problem learning. I mean, I'm dyslexic. I have a problem with English, you know? So this is a really great way to do it. I shouldn't say dumbed down. That's probably not the right thing to say, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's broken down really simply, which I think makes it easy. It makes me want to keep learning it. You know, it's too hard. You want to quit. Absolutely. And so like they still like they'll, you know, you'll move up in your lesson and you'll get to higher levels, but they'll still throw you like your easy questions in there too, along with the hard ones. So it's like, you feel like, okay, I got one right, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. But it's not based on like what you get right or wrong. It's just trying. That's what your streak is based on. So it's really cool. LB just posted up the other day on Facebook that she was at a hundred days on it. So she said that she was inspired by a friend of hers that she said, I saw his 100 day streak and she thought I can do that too. And so she said, I was inspired by his. So I did it. And so is it just that language or all languages? All languages. You can pick anything you want. Because Isabel is always on my ass about us learning sign language. Like, oh, that's really cool. The time she brings it up like once a week. 
You should. Yeah. And anytime we're in like a situation and we get out of it and we're somewhere mm-hmm. else, like we could have fucking sign language to that whole shit. That's why she wants to learn it. It's like a secret coded message. I know. To and each other. Because yeah. she says I can't hear very well. She's like, mm-hmm. I, I gotta hear Oh, that's like, true. Yeah. Across the room. Well, if you don't have your hearing aids in, it would still work. Yeah. <laughs> you could still speak to her. That's a good idea, actually. Um I, know. I, I think about it. My, my mom used to work on transitional care in the hospital. She's you know still a nurse. But at one time, she worked in this one department in the hospital as transitional care. And it was for people who, like, had surgery or something that weren't ready to be released yet that just needed to kind of keep an eye on them until they left the hospital. And there was a couple, and they were both deaf. And I remember I, like, candy-striped one summer at the hospital, and I would just, like, help hand out stuff on her floor and just do whatever they needed me to do. And so when I was helping this couple, and I remember, like, learning sign language that so I could ask them that they, like, do you need any medicine? Like, do you, you know, whatever. I would, like, do the signs for it. And there's some things I still remember, but I remember thinking, you know, not long ago, like, gosh, I should really go back and, yeah. you know, make an effort to learn it. And even Carla, um, again, who's our admin that recommended Angelina be on the podcast, she does. She uses, um, I guess it's ASL, the American Sign Language or whatever. She does that. Like she learned, she, I think she even like took a class in it and she'll do it on um, her Instagram. Sometimes she'll show like sign language for stuff. I know I should do it because I I never know what's going to happen with my ears. Yeah. My left is down to 20%. Mm-hmm. My Right is it like eighty percent, and I'm mm-hmm. only twenty two. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Girl, I know you're not starting with a two on that age. <laughs> but I can't even imagine what it would be when I got older and older. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But you never know, like what medical advances will happen by then. But I do understand, like it would be nice. To have something like, what if, what if something happened to your hearing aid, you know? Yeah. That you would have a different way. You know, it's, I don't know. I, like, I think learning a language is awesome. Um, we went to, I don't know if I told you about it. We went to, um, LB and I and our friend Laura went to a museum in Atlanta. This is years ago before I got married. Um, we just went for a girls weekend. And there was a place and it was called um, Dialogue in the Dark. And so they do like a touring exhibit, but it's like you walk into a room and there's a light glow, like a really soft glow to the room. And that's how you're about to walk into a supermarket, but you won't be able to see anything. And so like, that was what we did. Like we had to go through it and it was like, you had to cross the street. Like that was one point, like you could hear cars coming, you could hear people talking and road signs and stuff like the, you know, the countdown to the walk and everything, but it was pitch black. Yeah. So it was really like you couldn't see. And and that was a crazy experience to have to, to rely on like all your yeah. yeah. And to be in a real life situation where it was like, it was weird because you were on the street, you could hear birds and feel the wind and the heat from the sun. You could feel the heat. But again, mm-hmm. like my eyes are open and I couldn't see anything. It was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was, it's a great conversation to have for something like that. And again, I think maybe with your hearing as well, it's a, it's a great conversation to have, you know, for people around you that might not understand it, it's to talk about it. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. So, but yeah, again, if I can recommend the app for language Duolingo, it's been really fun. I've really enjoyed it. So, and I've learned a lot. 
And speaking of LB, that's I'm headed to see her this weekend. So okay. we were supposed to go last summer and I don't, I don't know, maybe I talked about, it, I can't remember, but like we were, it was like two days, I think before we were supposed to leave and I was upstairs packing in the bathroom, you know, my kids were in there and I put my arms up. I just reached up and I put my arms on the door frame of the bathroom and my daughter was talking and I was like, oh, okay. And I just leaned forward and something in my shoulder popped. That's right. And I was, yeah, I was like, what just happened? And I like freaked out, went to the ER. Like it was the most painful thing ever. And they were like, oh, you have a, like a jacked up tendon. Like it'll be fine, but you're going to need to stay still. And it was like, I couldn't move. I could, it was so painful to sit in the car. So Mm -hmm. we ended up not going, but you know, it hurt for months and months and months. And finally, that's when I went to the chiropractor and like, Ever since then, it's helped tremendously and it doesn't hurt near as much anymore. But like, anyway, so we canceled our trip last year. So we're like, we're doing it this year. One of the things that we're doing on the trip, I didn't realize that like goo goo clusters, do you know what these are? I don't know what that is. It's like a chocolate kind of, I think it's like, I don't, I can't really know the whole thing. I think it's like chocolate pecans and caramel, like in a little turtle thing. And I think it's something like that maybe and it, but they're like big in Tennessee. I guess that's where that's founded or whatever. There's a place in downtown Nashville where you can take a class at the shop, at the chocolate shop and you can go in and like make your own candy and stuff in there. And so I think we're going to do that one day when we're up. I think we're going to do that. And then we're going to like, there's like a, like a science museum with the kids and there's another day is like this big like Parthenon thing that we're going to go see. And then there's a water park. So we just have stuff planned the whole time, you know, trying to do something fun with the kids while we're up there. But like, I don't know, I've been in Nashville dozens of times, but it's always been just to see LB and hang out. Like maybe we'll go to a movie or shop or something like that, but I've never done like anything touristy. So I'm kind of, I don't know. I've never been to Nashville. It's not that far. It's a fun town. It's a good town. I've never gone for some weird reason. You know, I'm of the age that I don't think I could go downtown anymore. <laughs> like, that's not. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go out drinking on a night in Nashville. Because, number one, you're going to see 73,000 bachelorette parties. They're all going to be bachelorette See, I just parties. pictured all these men with guitars annoying me. Yep. <laughs> you got that, too. And it's just people getting shit tank drunk, like just down, up one down, up one side, down the other. And I've done that. Like I've put in my time on Printer's Alley. So I just don't have a real desire to do that anymore. But there is so much in Nashville to do besides that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it should be a fun time. So we'll see. All right, let's talk about Angelina Lopez. Um, The book she's brought us today is called Touch Me. Let me read you her author bio first. Angelina Lopez has been writing professionally her whole life, first as a journalist for an acclaimed city newspaper, then as a freelance magazine writer, and now a romance romance author. So she's like legit. (laughs) She writes sexy Latinx-inspired stories about strong women and the worthy men lucky enough to love them. Her debut book, Lush Money, was named a top 10 romance debut of 2020 by ALA's book list. Her first book in a new high-heat small-town Latinx series, After Hours, on Milagro Street, 
available in July, received a starred review from Publishers Weekly and Literary Journal, as well as rave reviews in Entertainment Weekly and Booklist. Angelina lives with her family in Houston, Texas. You can find more about her at her website, AngelinaMLopez.com, and at AngelinaMLow on Instagram and Twitter. And I love her on Instagram. She's so sweet. Um, the book you're about to listen to is called Touch Me. And this one is, I'll read you the bio for this too. Marisol, um, I hope I pronounced this correctly. I think it's Guterres, Guterres, Guterres. I don't think I have the right accent for that. Had it all. An amazing husband, great kids, and a successful investment firm. But when you've got it all, you've got it all to lose. And the stress she's trying to manage on all all on her own is why she cries in her corner office for an exact half hour every Thursday before her one hour massage with the best hands in San Francisco. When the hands touch her body this Thursday, however, they're not the hands of her masseuse. Instead, it's the huge superhero hands of movie star Ray Morgan, her newest client and a man whose desire to take care of her has made him harder and harder to resist. I love that. I know it sounds so sexy. She has a brand new release, like I mentioned earlier, After Hours on Malargo Street. It's coming out July 26. It's a small town, high heat, Latinx contemporary romance about a badass bartender who returns home to claim the family bar and finds a head in the clouds, hot, but hot professor standing in her way. Think Hallmark with fucking, which is literally what I was talking about yep. last week. <laughs> where I said, this is what we need. <laughs> so this think Hallmark was fucking. I love it. This is the first in a new series about three Mexican American sisters who return to their small hometown to take over the family bar and, in the process, save the town they didn't realize they loved. People who pre-order can get a free pre-order scene. Details on her website at angelinamlopez.com. If you like this book that you're about to hear, touch me. Um, you'll love her Latinx inspired stories about strong women and the worthy men who love them. These, uh, this short story is a good bridge between her first series, the filthy rich series, which is about powerful, wealthy women who get what they want because they've earned it and a new small town story series set in the Midwest. Um, her giveaway this week is a signed copy of her upcoming book, After Hours on Malargo Street, as well as a signed copy of her debut novel, Lush Money. Uh, Lush Money is about a self-made Mexican-American billionaire businesswoman who makes a baby deal with an impoverished Spanish prince. All she wants is a marriage of convenience and sex three times a month for a year. And at the end of the year, she'll give him enough money to save his kingdom. So that's I love that. Interesting. I know. I was like, that's such a cool concept. I've never read anything like that before. It sounds hot where it's like, okay, i get sex three times a month at the end of the year. You can have your money to save your kingdom. Cause I just want a baby. Mm -hmm. so I'm just like, I love this. <laughs> so we are going to give you the first installment of touch me by Angelina Lopez. And we'll see you on the other side. This is Touch Me by Angelina M. Lopez, read for you by Stacy Gonzalez. Marisol Gutierrez had it all. That's what everyone told her. Head of her own wildly successful investment fund. A husband who loved her to his mild-mannered Midwestern bones. Two talented and thriving children and a cadre of employees, friends, family, and organizations who valued her and needed her. 
Even her dog, her little brother teased her, was perfect. A perfectly behaved and adorable junkyard mutt. But what she never told anyone, no journalist or entertainment news reporter or business associate or friend or even her staunchly supportive husband, was that having it all meant bearing it all. It all was in your possession, your safekeeping. It meant you were a possessor of all these loving, beautiful, smart, talented, valuable entities full of potential. And if you dropped one of them, if you got frigging exhausted and it went tumbling out of your overburdened arms, then, well... Marisol didn't like to think about the then well. Instead, Marisol Gutierrez allowed herself a good, hard half-hour cry every Thursday evening. In her corner office's private bathroom, then she washed her face, took off her clothes, and emerged promptly at 6 p.m. for her one-hour massage with Rondell. Marisol paid handsomely for the best hands in San Francisco. While Marisol cried, Rondell set up his massage table, pulled the shades on our floor-to-ceiling windows, and lit aromatherapy candles, all in blessed, undemanding silence. In fact, Rondell never uttered a word except the rare times that they would grab a drink after the massage, when her husband was at his class and the kids were busy with their own plans. So when Marisol stepped out into her elegant office, she was fine that she was still hiccuping a little, her face blotchy and her eyes red. She knew Rondell, tinkering behind the screen he set up, would say nothing. Marisol breathed in the light scent of sandalwood, her favorite, and crossed to the massage table. She took off her robe, slid between the warmed, heavy flannel sheets, and laid her face into the donut at the end of the table that allowed her to keep her spine straight. She inhaled deep, then let it all out. For one hour, she'd put her worries and anxieties and terrors into Rondell's capable hands. I'm ready, she called, closing her eyes. She heard him come around the screen and stop at the head of the table. Big male hands pressed against her flannel-covered back. A greeting. She smiled, eyes still closed, breathing deeply. His hands rose up and down with her breaths. That was different, but she liked it. He circled to her side and folded the sheet down to expose her naked back, picked up her arm, and placed it back down to trap the sheet just above her ass. His touch felt more tentative than normal. Rondell had worked on her glutes when she'd been deluded enough to train for a marathon. They weren't shy with each other. She heard the snick of a bottle the rub of palms warming up the massage oil. He stood at the head of the table again. The instant the man put his hands on her shoulder blades and slid them down the planes of her back, Marisol knew this wasn't Rondell. Her head shot up out of the donut. She was looking directly into the world-famous bedroom eyes of Hollywood superstar Ray Morgan.
It would be a massive understatement to say it was a surprise when Ray Morgan's newly developed production company made an appointment with Marisol's group to discuss managing the assets of their first production fund. Marisol hadn't known a thing about their interest until the appointment was already made. Her 38th floor office, full of wicked smart women, superb at putting on airs of disaffected hipsters, had been in an uproar. As their boss and mentor, a Latina in a role few thought she could manage, and some refused to believe she deserved, she couldn't reveal the intensity of her longtime crush on the gorgeous celebrity. But when she'd met his chestnut dark eyes across her conference table, it had done nothing to staunch the way she felt about him. My people compared your firm with ten others and made this meeting based on the returns on your investments in companies owned by BIPOC women, he said in his chest deep voice. So low it was like a lullaby, even when he was talking about her company's mission. He'd been wearing a white shirt and silver gray suit that had looked like tailored moonlight over his dark skin and wide shoulders. When I saw the numbers, I was impressed too. She couldn't imagine Ray Morgan with his superhero cape and his Oscar looking at her numbers. It was the last thing he needed to be looking at. When her second-in-command dimmed the lights and began the presentation on precisely how they would invest his hard-earned money, she saw something else he didn't need to be looking at. Using the folder of documents they'd prepared as cover, the man was surreptitiously staring at her instead of the documents over the rim of his ridiculously sexy black-framed reading glasses. She'd recently started wearing them as well, but they didn't look like that on her. He met her eyes, and she stared determinedly back, challenging any man, even this beautiful creature, who thought he could ogle her in her place of work. She forced herself to call it ogling. But he was shameless. He met her eyes with a tiny smile before he turned his gaze back to the presentation. Some men were turned on by power, and it appeared Ray Morgan was one of them. Now, the movie star who'd been voted the sexiest man of the year two years ago looked back at her, his hands on her naked body without blinking. His bottomless eyes were resolute, challenging. And his hands, hard, hot, massive, slowly slid up her skin as he straightened. At her shoulders, he gently pressed her down against the table. What are you doing? She hissed looking through the donut hole at bare feet. His feet were long, sleek marble and jeans. Rondell wore expensive kicks in the latest leggings. Helping you relax, he murmured, the gravel in his voice like a San Francisco tremor in the quiet room. You don't, shh, he hushed, moving to her side to sweep one strong hand down the right side of her back. Marisol's mouth opened involuntarily at the warm stroke into her skin and muscles. You know, I've wanted to take care of you for a while. Let me. 
He used both hands to slowly sweep from her spine to her side, an inch at a time. Like he was scooping tension off her back and down to the floor. Her eyes stuttered wider at the shocking pleasure of it. Acclaimed movie star Ray Morgan, with his simmering dark glances and come-hither grins, had wanted to do this to her for a while? Since when? When had he learned to rub muscle and skin like he was channeling ecstasy right into her bloodstream? Was she a role he was practicing for? Whatever feeble objection Marisol was going to try got eaten up by her involuntary moan when his big thumbs worked in between her shoulder blades and spine. Good. She could just hear that cocky grin that got panties flung at him when he walked the red carpet. Shut up, she whimpered. His chuckle, chest deep and window rattling, had her curling her toes around each other as he circled to her other side and began working the left side of her back. This can be as little or as much as you want it to be, he said, bent to her, his breath near her ear. Your husband never needs to know. She stiffened, even though everything in her was melting at his touch. That definitely was not part of the masseuse handbook. It blurred the line about what this could be. She wanted to get up and leave. She wanted to have multiple backs for him to rub with his huge hands. I miss seeing you at the conference table, he said. I miss being the only one who makes you smile when we sit there. I never, she wanted to hiss. She smiled during positive performance reviews and at the office Christmas party and during the office-funded happy hour she attended once a month. She smiled excessively in the comfort and privacy of her home. But she never smiled at the conference table, not after the partner of the first financial group she'd interned for, a man she'd thought of as a mentor, had told her she should smile more as he put his hand on her thigh. The fact that she'd been giving Ray Morgan unknown to her smiles at the conference table was just one more reason for her to tell him to stop and leave. She knew he'd comply in an instant. She muffled a groan as his cupped palm slid warmth and magic down the muscles of her side. After the end of that first meeting, he'd asked her to lunch as she'd been making pleasantries with his team. The lunch was obviously supposed to be just him and her. The room had waited with bated breath for her answer. She'd invited her assistant, her second-in-command, and the lead for their fund in Kenya. And he'd invited a corresponding number of his own people. It didn't prevent everyone from seating them together. At the sun-soaked La Mar, a Peruvian cevicheria, Everyone seemed to go out of their way to talk to the person sitting next to them and leave Ray and Marisol to their own devices on their side of the circular table. I hope you don't mind that I invited you to lunch, he murmured. She gave him a cool, polite smile. Of course not, why would I? Lunch is necessary during work hours and we are work associates. That made his sculpted jaw beneath his trim black beard firm. 
She'd seen that look when he was eyeing a bad guy. Right. Work associates. He tapped his middle finger against the lunch table, a sign he was annoyed. What do you like to do in your downtime, Mrs. Gutierrez? She liked attending her son's theater rehearsals, driving her daughter to fencing lessons, watching old episodes of Dallas, Falcon's Crest, and Corazón Salvaje on YouTube, and FaceTiming with her brother, a professor at the University of Kansas. Oh, and she liked fucking her husband. She never discussed any of that at work. She couldn't be that part of herself, wife and mother and sister, during business hours, in front of all these people depending on her. This and that, she said as she sipped on her ice water with lemon. You, Mr. Morgan? He said something about golf and working out when she knew, he declared it in his Rolling Stone cover interview, that he hated both. From the end of that uncomfortable lunch to the finalization of their working agreement, he never again tried to spend time alone with her during business hours. That in no way impeded her intense, fangirling, hang-his-poster-on-her-wall attraction to him. Or his attraction to her. Why were you crying? he murmured, as his thumb did something along the wing of her right shoulder blade that made her spine tingle. You can massage me, she told the man, initially made famous by his art house love scenes. Ray Morgan had a great ass. But that's it. I'm not discussing that with you. That wasn't for you to hear. Without comment, his hand moved to her arms. At 5'8", she wasn't a small woman. Her absent dad's Swedish heritage helped to defy her mom's Mexican height limits. And she'd inherited her tia's formidable hips and ass and shoulders. But when his big hands circled her biceps, he made her feel wispy. She turned her head on the donut to look down at his hands, café con leche dark against her olive tan skin. His hands looked mammoth against her, with long fingers and wide manicured nail beds. He'd once been a young man who'd worked landscaping to help support his family. She wondered if that guy knew that manicures were in his future. She hid her face in the donut again. When his hands smoothed down to her forearms, when he worked the tendons that would ache with carpal tunnel, the carpal tunnel she developed working for too long on her laptop, working at theater rehearsals and fencing practices, and in bed until her husband pulled the laptop away from her, working to keep paychecks flowing to the people she employed, and dollars earning for the people who invested in her fund for college and retirement. She had the sudden impulse to cry again. When he used those thumbs to rub into her palms, her hands involuntarily constricted to grip his. This wasn't okay. Movie star Ray Morgan wasn't her masseuse. He wasn't meant to manage her worries this way. She couldn't. Still holding her hand, movie star Ray Morgan ran a gripping hand down the length of her entire arm, just so right. And she gasped at the sensation. Do you like it? 
he asked, teasing and tempting, the jerk. It's fine, she said through a strangled voice, yanked from sorrow to temptation so quickly that her pussy tingled. Her pussy was naked there beneath the heavy flannel sheet, waiting there with a growing impatience about when it would be her turn, not yet understanding she wasn't going to get one. Fine, he said. He said it much too close to the shell of her ear, like he knew how sensitive it was. I'm sure we can do better than fine. He professionally, competently, dominantly pulled the flannel up to tuck it around her neck and cover her torso completely. Then he reached under the sheet to touch her leg. Ray Morgan was touching her right leg. He pulled it out from beneath the sheet, held it between his hard body and bicep, then flipped the covers under while securing her leg on top and modestly keeping her ass covered. When had Ray Morgan, a working actor since he followed his wife to California, learned the impersonal yet personal skills of an expert masseuse? His touch was entirely appropriate, but there was nothing impersonal about it. He held her thick thigh with the long span of both hands. When his thumbs began to work into the muscles, Marisol bit her lip against a groan. As he stroked his way down in slow, thorough centimeters, Marisol fought against spreading her thighs and seeing where else his fingers wandered. He skipped her knee. It was something Rondell knew to do because of a soccer injury she'd gotten in high school. And he also skipped the bottom of her foot. Her feet were so ticklish she couldn't even wear fuzzy socks. When he cupped his big hand over the top of her thigh, she was ready for the motion. He'd done it already to both sides of her back and both of her arms when he was done working the tension out of them. This final big-handed, top-to-bottom stroke that no masseuse had ever given her. It was like he was giving a blessing and saying a tender goodbye to each portion of her body. It made her feel incredibly cared for. It made her want to offer him the warm inches inside her as well. She thought she was ready. But when that hand finally stroked down her leg from thigh to ankle in a firm, hot, unyielding caress, she moaned, helpless in her pleasure. And that asshole chuckled deep in a chest she wanted to lick. I knew we could do better than fine. His voice made the fine hairs on her body stand up. Turn the fuck over. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. So like I said before, check out Angelina's new release. She's got After Hours on Milagro Street. Um, and if you love the story so far of Touch Me with Marisol, um, you can go ahead and check out um, the series that she has, her first series she wrote, Filthy Rich. And don't forget to enter this week's giveaway for a signed paperback. So uh -huh. all of that will be in the show notes. Tell and them what to do. Yes. Fuck your day up. Make sure you're bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me 